And it's in Canada with God time here on The Breakfast Show, 20 Million Movement Bible Study. 20 million people all studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time. We have an amazing passage to look into. Matthew 25, 31 to 46 is where we're going to begin. Uh, before we go into our Bible study, we've had a rather lengthy text message here. We were talking earlier about signs of the return of Jesus Christ and a bunch of things that were happening in our world. And this person wants to highlight the um, the economic situation our world is in and particularly in relationship to covid so basically you know if you look at what covid has done there's it's resulted in free money being handed out everywhere mm-hmm. yeah job keeper and so forth so a lot of a lot of free money being handed out by the government to keep the economy going but what are the long term implications and the person is asking the question okay yeah all right this is all good but uh, what are the long-term effects of that? We're going to have the entire world in debt. Mm. What's that going to do to the economy? Is it going to bring about some you know massive just like kind of like reset? You know, is the entire human population just going to reset? Uh, it's it's a, it's an interesting discussion. It's going to be very very interesting to look at where this all heads as we head into you know 2021 and further. Because there are going to be implications here that we've never even thought of. Mm. You know, you look at how fragile our economies are at the moment because of the existing amount of debt that we've had. And now you throw COVID into the mix and you kind of wonder, how how have we lasted six months already? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so interesting... uh, very, very interesting uh, text message coming through. They're quite a quite an extensive text message, but one of those things where you know you read what it says in Peter about you know rich men at the end of time and their wealth just vanishing. Hmm. The reality is that our wealth today is made up of zeros and ones, and zeros and ones can vanish really, really easily. <laughs> so, yeah. Jesus is coming soon. That's the good news. And, and, and the person who sent this message uh, through also wanted to highlight that this was the good news. The good news is that Jesus is coming soon. Mm, absolutely. Matthew 25. Uh, Brendan's still with us. Uh, Brendan, would you like to read for us? Um, Brendan Lowe was here for our interview of the day. He is a literature evangelist and his next appointment is at 9 o'clock. So I'm like, well, just hang out with us. Why not? Uh, do you want to read for us uh, starting for, for us in verse 31, please? Okay, so, but then the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him. Then he will sit upon his glorious throne. Okay, so you've got the Son of Man coming in his glory. He is sitting on his glorious throne. Uh, We have a bunch of signs that that's going to happen soon. Let's continue on there. Uh, Read a couple more verses for us if you could. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates a sheep from the goats. Actually, let's stop there for a moment. Because Jesus here introduces the concept of the sheep and the goats. Now, Brenton, you were saying earlier that you know a little bit about sheep, right? That's right. Do you know anything about goats? Uh, Not hugely. I've had thousands of sheep, but I've had a couple of goats. A couple of goats. (laughs) I've had one sheep. And I've had a bunch of goats. Okay. Oh, so, so between you, we <laughs> so between find us, out. between us. Now, I don't. I hope this is not a commentary on our uh, salvation here this morning. <laughs> it's like Lyle has the goats. Oops. <laughs> uh, between us, we should get a good understanding uh-huh. of this passage. All right. So, Brendan, tell us about sheep. Why do you think 
that Jesus describes his followers as being like sheep. That's an interesting point. A sheep are very, they're very innocent. Like they will literally follow the leader. Hmm. And um, yeah, you get one or two stubborn ones. But as a general rule, they will follow the leader. Um, I think that's probably the main quality. I mean, yeah, we can talk about the wool and all that stuff, which is different to a goat. But well, let's, let's, let's talk about the wool, for instance, then. Uh, let, me, let me just ask this question. When you, when you grab a sheep and you're going to shear it, right, that's yeah. got to be a really foreign experience for a sheep. A sheep's got to be thinking, what's going on here? I don't know whether they remember shearing time from one shearing to the next and go, oh, we did this once before, or whether I've never been inside a sheep's head. I don't know. Um, or are they thinking, just once again, what's going on? You would think that with any normal creature, they would freak out of their minds so much they would be impossible to handle. I mean, try shearing, for instance, a kangaroo. Yes. How, how successful do you think you're going to be trying to shear a kangaroo? You're going to get kicked to death. Yeah, right? yeah, you're yeah, kicked yeah. To death. not going to have much success. But when I watch shearers shear sheep, they grab the sheep and the sheep sort of like, what's going on, struggles for a little bit and then just kind of relaxes. It does, eh? Yeah. Mm. There is a surrender there, isn't there? There is. That's and a submission. There is. Um, and I think this, this is a, a critical illustration into why Jesus' disciples are described as sheep. Being a sheep today is kind of looked down on mm. and people talk about sheeples and it's a bit of a a put down in today's society. But Jesus describes his followers as sheep. But then he also describes, uh, Jesus is described as a sheep, like a lamb to the slaughter. Mm. Mm. And and I think about that because I also worked in a butchery once when I was I was younger. And, and, you know, you get cows and they smell blood, they'll go crazy, berserk. But a sheep will literally just follow the next one in front of him to the slaughter. Wow. That's, that's a very, very vivid picture right there. Mm. And, and, and I've, you know, I've seen that in action you know, out in the paddock when you've had to, uh, you know, to put a beast down. And as soon as the smell of blood is there, all the cows, you know, they come, they're, they're all gathering around and they're all mooing and they're, you know, they're turning up the, 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 the dirt with their hoofs and you know, they're very disturbed by the smell of blood. Hmm. But having only ever had one sheep, I couldn't speak to how a sheep reacts. Yeah. They're very innocent, I think. Mm. So yeah. what, what did you observe with having goats then? Okay, goats are extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. Uh, frustratingly intelligent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Goats are not only intelligent, they are stubborn beyond stubborn. They will resist anything that you want them to do. So, for instance, I, rem- I remember we're trying to move one goat, just one goat from one paddock to another. And this particular goat, she decided she didn't want to move to the other paddock. She liked the paddock she was in, and so she was going to stay there. And so she stayed as far away from us as possible, so we threw a rope around her horns, mm-hmm. as you do with a goat, to try and lead her to the next paddock. We her favorite her favorite food every goat's favorite food is uh, pretty much anything but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. apples so we're enticing her with apples she can smell the apples she can nibble on the apples we're trying to lead this goat we're going to try and bribe her with apples she did not want to go through that gate gate it's a big wide gate she won't go through it <laughs> so 
we uh, took the rope that was around her horns and tried to drag her through the gate and she promptly lay down. <laughs> and she was heavy. And so we tied the rope, the other end of the rope to the tractor <laughs> and dragged her into the next paddock. It was the only way it was going to happen. And she fought the whole way. So goats can be incredibly stubborn and resistant. They are not a following creature like a sheep at all. They are not in the least bit innocent. In fact, they are the opposite of innocent. I will tell you some interesting goat stories about their lack of innocence uh, in just a moment right after this. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. All right, we're back again. That was a real short one. We caught Brenton off, off guard there. You were going to say something, Brenton, that was interesting about uh, sheep, and, sheep and goats there? <laughs> oh, hey. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, just, just with the fences too. Um, my experience yes. with goats, they don't stay in a fence. Okay, so we had um, goats will climb out over your, um, you know, they'll just climb straight out over the strainer post. Uh, because they can stand on kind of anything. And goats will always go to the highest point in the paddock. Hmm. If it's a rock, if it's a shed, if it's, uh, you know, anything that is in the paddock that is higher than something else, if it's a car, a dead car in the paddock, they are going to be standing on top of it. They are going to be prancing around. They are going to be being, I am the king of the castle. This is so amazing. I love just, you know, being here right now. This is the best. A sheep will kind of be oblivious to the highest point, but a goat always wants to be number one, Hmm. always wants to be on top, always wants to be at the highest point. For our herd of goats, we had, you know, ring lock fencing with um, electric fencing as well. For our billy goat that we bred from, he was in a high security paddock with six foot fences all the way around. (laughs) Because he could just get out? Yeah, I get out of anything. I mean, a goat will go through a, uh, a barbed wire fence. You stand a barbed wire fence, you keep cattle. And a goat will go through a fence like that without even really seeming to notice it's there. Just straight through. Mm. Um, but our billy goat in his fence, we kept an iron bar at the gate. And this iron bar was solid iron. It was about a foot long. And it was uh, maybe... 35 millimetres, 40 millimetres thick. And whenever you went in to see the billy goat, or if you were doing maintenance inside of his paddock, what you did was you picked up the iron bar, you walked up to the billy goat, and you give him a crack across the, uh, across the skull at the base of the horns oh. because you've got, to, you've got to show him who's boss because hmm. he could actually be very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember he picked up my dad one time and threw him in the creek. That didn't go down real well, didn't it? <laughs> that one actually didn't end well for the billy goat. But anyway, <laughs> that's another story. But yeah, goats are a different kettle of fish. Extremely intelligent, res- extremely stubborn, extremely resistant. And you can kind of see why God, mm-hmm. Jesus, describes the sheep and the goats. Let's, When it comes to Jesus Christ, let's be sheep. Mm. Let's surrender and submit ourselves to Jesus Christ in the same way that he surrendered and submitted himself to his father and went to the cross. And as Paul says, you know, um, let's all be living sacrifices, wholly acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. Mm. And the sheep, of course, was an animal of sacrifice uh, in the Bible. Okay, this was too good not to, uh, to miss having a sheep farmer and somebody who owned goats in the same room at the same time. 
If you have owned sheep or goats, we would love to hear from you. Your object lessons and your experiences, uh, give us a call 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. Let's continue on there. Uh, Where do we get up to? Verse 32. Why don't you read for us a little bit further there, please, uh, Brenton? Okay. Um, So he will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Yep, keep going. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you for the, from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. This is interesting because this, this right here is a description of the sheep, isn't it? Mm. And if you think about a sheep, what does a sheep do? If you're hungry, the sheep feeds you. We eat sheep. Oh, if, if I you are, where you're going with that. I don't understand. <laughs> no, but it, they are there for food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. If, uh, if you are naked, what does a sheep provide? Mm. Yeah. A sheep provides food. A sheep provides clothing. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Never thought about it in this way. Ah. Mm, interesting. A bit like the sacrificial lamb. Mm. Yes. Yes. Okay, and this is an illustration that God is giving us of how we should be as Christians, our responsibility as Christians. This just rebuked me so much. Oh, Minnie just got slapped in the face. Oh, no, because... I saw it happen. If you were here in the studio, you would have seen it happen as well. She just got slapped in the face and looked up and gone, oh, no. No, no, because I was just thinking it, because I've, really, I've not heard it in that, like, that way before. And then it was just as you said, like the sacrificial lamb. Oh, it's you know how we can do the checklist, right? You can oh do the right things, do the good Christian things. Okay, yep. So you. But if we're talking in the context of what what you're suggesting, it's like that is full sacrifice. That is at the cost of my life, of inconvenience, potentially my comfort. I'm still going to give. Because when a sheep when a sheep gets shorn, it goes back out in the paddock, and it's going to be cold for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be uncomfortable for that sheep. After it's provided clothing for you. Yeah, but I think sometimes... But then when the sheep dies and gives its life as a sacrifice... Sorry. No, no, go, go. When a sheep dies and gives its life sacrifice, that's the ultimate. And it's given the ultimate sacrifice so that you can eat. So that you can live. Yeah. Could you imagine, just imagine now, if every Christian tomorrow, including myself, went, Jesus, we want to live like that. I just fully reckon the world would change. If we're like, right, even if it costs me all the comfort... All the things I think. And I'm not saying that God is asking us to do that. But if we had the heart that was willing to that, to that degree, mm. there's like for the for the sake of you to live, if that cost me everything, that's okay. Oh, I'm if, so rebuked. <laughs> if every Christian, if every Christian imagine? went out with that attitude tomorrow, mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself, how would the world who is not Christian actually resist that? Hmm. There's a lot of resistance out there against Christianity right now, and I wonder whether a lot of that resistance has been allowed to grow because we have missed our calling as sheep, Mm. as an animal of sacrifice. And instead we've become goats and become proud and stubborn and always want the highest place in the paddock Mm. and standing you know, on top of everybody else. You want to watch some funny YouTube videos? Go and watch, you know, goats doing weird things. 
And you'll find them, they'll climb on top of the other animals. If, if they're in a flat paddock and there's nothing to climb on top of, but there's a cow or something like that, they'll go and climb on top of the cow. <laughs> Goats will do that because they have to be on top. Mm. They have to be number one. I think it's possible for us as Christians. My bro Levi said this once. He said, um, he was talking about his testimony. He said, I wanted God to work in all of my life. I just didn't give him any of my life to work in. And I think that's sometimes a danger we have. We're like, yep, we see. We're talking about this the other day, right? We can see the value of Jesus. We can be bumping shoulders with Jesus. We can be doing our devotions, but still have that heart, right? That's just like, yeah, but I am. Um, yeah, I'll just jump up here real quick. You know, like. Oh, oh, this is such a good Bible study for me. <laughs> <laughs> Some really good object lessons here. Mm. I'm, I'm learning stuff from this I've never seen before. Mm. Okay, uh, where do we get up to? Let's have... Um, Minnie, why don't you read a couple, a couple of verses for us? We've got the sheep and the goats, and the sheep are the ones who are providing even at the sacrifice of their own lives. Mm. Yeah. Aye. All right, keep going. Uh, what verse did you get to, Serpents? Oh, okay. Um, 36 I read. And okay. before we go on, yes. can I just oh, yeah. point out the prison? You know, we think, well, hey, you know, there's people in prison that need God's help and visit. But what about those people imprisoned by circumstances? Mm. You know, um, prison can represent a lot of things because Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted and set the captive free. So wow. Yeah, little side oh, oh, now mm. this, this, taps in that, this taps into the story that you shared during our interview, Brenton. Yes. Where you were telling the story of a person who was in prison mm. and had been in prison for 30 years. She'd never been incarcerated, mm. but she was imprisoned by addiction. That's right. And you being able to visit and share books and the Holy Spirit then working and three years later, and she's out and she's free. You know, that's, that's, that's a really, really... Um, yeah, that's an impressive illustration of mm. what Brenton is, you know, and this is this is why Brenton shares this story because he deals with this every day. He's, he sees people in prison every day. He goes and knocks on their doors and it's like, yep, these people are in prison. Um, okay, so if you missed the interview with Brenton um, earlier in, uh, remember that you can catch up on the podcast. Um, that's either on the app, the Faith FM Australia app, or on the website. So jump on either the app or the website <coughs> if you missed the interview this morning. Uh, coming up next, we're going to continue in this passage. We've got a, a bunch more important lessons we can learn from it, more than what I thought were there. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Uh, we are talking about sheep and goats here this morning, having the most amazing uh, conversation. And uh, I think we might have somebody on the phone uh, who might be a bit of an expert on this subject. Um, Margie, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Margie, can you hear us? Oops. Oh, I think I've pressed a bump here somewhere. All kinds of popping and snapping sounds. We'll get Margie back on the phone and we will... I think she's got some, some insight mm. into uh, goats. So that will be most interesting. All right, so let's go to Matthew chapter 25. And where did we get up to? We got up to... 36, I think. 36. 37. 37. Yeah, so 30, let's read verse 37. We just need to uh, look at this um, in a little bit more detail here. Verse 37, please, Minnie. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? And keep going, verse 38. Or, when, and 39. When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And keep going. That'll do right there. Okay. What, what does this tell you about 
the sheep. They are serving. Mm. Do they know they are serving? Mm-mm. No. They have no idea they're serving. They're not doing it for applause. So here's my question to you as a Christian. When you are serving, do you know you are serving? And if you know you are serving, do you know why you are serving? Mm. Because they don't even know they're serving. Anyway, we're going to try and get Margie back on the line. So we'll uh, get this uh, phone plugged into the system and hopefully Margie can share with us uh, something about goats. Oh, this phone is popping all over the place. Margie, welcome to the show. Hello, Margie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes, welcome to the show. We understand you know some things about goats. Oh, wait, hang on. It's quite this, the... Um I can't hear you very well. Say that again. We understand that you know something oh. about goats. Well, I I used to live on a farm in Zimbabwe years ago, and um, we had goats. I first started off with goats by um, picking up one baby, a very young baby, on the road while I was traveling, took her home, and she... Oh. Yes? So, uh, oh, okay. So somebody else is talking. No, no, right, so no. You've got your, you're going to need to switch your radio off because if your radio is going in the background, it's on a delay. Oh, right. So you need to switch the radio okay. off. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I didn't recognise my voice. Anyway, as I was saying, um, we were on we were on the farm and we had um, I got the, I found this young female goat, and as she grew up, my husband decided she needed a male, so he bought a male. Got a mail for her, and that's how we started breeding our. We I think we landed up with about twenty goats in the end, but we had them running with our sheep, and they were actually leaders. So we used to let them go out into the paddock during the day. They'd go and graze, and the goats always brought them home again. And that was quite amazing. I I love goats. They they're such as you say intelligent animals, beautiful and all that. Um, but they they just incredible leaders and for sheep they're wonderful because they guide them around the place you know isn't that interesting i've never had well my one sheep was in the paddock with the goats but Uh never had the opportunity to see uh a number of goats interacting with a herd of sheep and oh yeah. yeah leading them around like that yeah yeah they were amazing and every evening we'd say by five o'clock you see here come the the goats first walking along a road out from the paddock home to the the uh, pen, and all the sheep were following behind them. We never lost a sheep at all. The goats were incredible. But what I do, I love their intelligence. I think they're just amazing animals. Um, the other day I stopped at Biggerton on my way home from Harvey Bay, and I happened to stop on the side of the road, and there were two goats standing there. And a male goat and a female, and the male turned and he walked away. But the female said, nah, nah. well, okay, so I said, nah, back to her. Well, she came up to the fence, and we had good old yak and had a, a bit of a, a scratch and so on. They're so friendly. They're yes. lovely animals as pets. Oh, they are the best. And I remember when we had goats <laughs> when I was growing up, we would often uh, raise them when they were born. We'd take them as kids. Um, uh-huh. we, we were kids as well, and we would take goats that were kids, and we would raise them on a bottle. And they would be just, you know, the sweetest, most amazing yeah. uh, creatures and, and, and pets that they are. Margie, thank they you so are. much for thank you, thank you so much for joining us this morning and sharing us sharing with us your experience with uh, with both sheep oh, and goats and the two welcome. of them interacting to, together. 
Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. They, I'm sure they must have followed the Israelites through those years, one after the other, and the goats probably led their sheep there too. <laughs> I'm sure they would have done. Thank you so much, Margie, for uh, joining us. That was uh, Margie calling in to share her experience. And, uh, yeah, if you've got some experiences to share, then uh, shoot them through on a uh, text message or give us a call. We'd love to hear from our listeners and particularly there, you know, the intelligence of goats. Mm. That's, um, that's interesting to hear and good to hear. Um, my experience was a little bit different. We had, we had a couple of goats and they used to hang out with the sheep, but they'd actually lead the sheep through or over the fence. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay, so the goats would figure out how to get out and uh, the sheep would then follow. Yes. Mm. Okay. So, so leading just not where you wanted them to go. So, so this can go either way. You can have goats who, in Margie's experience, lead them back to the pen. But in your experience, if a goat, if a goat, uh, if it, if its if its brain goes the wrong way, it can actually lead you astray. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Let's uh, let's read about the uh, what Jesus says about the goats here. Um, let's finish off this passage. Uh, Brendan, can you read for us? I think we got down to verse 40. If you can read for us the verse 40 through 46, please. And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones with the eternal fire prepared for the devil and the demons. For I was hungry and you did not feed me. I was thirsty and you did not give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Mm, then they shall answer to him saying, Lord, when did we see you? Hungry or thirsty or a stranger or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer, Truly I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, you did, or did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. It's a... It's a wake-up call, isn't it? Mm. Let's think about what it would be like if Jesus turned up here in the studio today. Or let's think about what it would be like if Jesus turned up in your home today. How would you respond if Jesus was in need, if he was hungry, if he was without food or finances? What would you do? All of us would rush to help him. Do we do the same when the needy come to our door or into our sphere of influence? Do we rush to help them in the way that we would rush to help Jesus? Because the Bible says, as you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.